0: Welcome to the only podcast that delivers the best hard-hitting analysis on everything football, both on-pitch and off-pitch. Uh, with expert opinions from players, coaches, journalists, we dive deeper into what makes the game we love beautiful. I'm your host, truly, Rukundo Joshua, and this is the Hatrick Trick Podcast. It's been a long sporting week, yeah? and uh we have actually had many topics to talk about that champions league was underway Sevilla shocked my team um i'm a strange manchester united die had uh at a time when i expected that uh we're going to break the semi-final curse this is the first season in which manchester united has had to play uh a cup league uh the, our league cup fine semi-final Uh, We have played a Europa semi-final. We have also played an FA Cup semi-final. And we still failed to bag no trophy in our cabin. What a very big disappointment at the Ultra for this season. That's a record that has actually been set by and Sosha. But regardless, I'm a fan. I'm a fan regardless of our empty cabin. uh, Of the trophies. Uh, With such a very deep squad uh, after Manchester United of course spending a lot of money on uh, big names uh, of course uh, maybe not big names but uh, very big developing talents like uh, Bruno Fernandes that actually made a lot of headlines in the British media uh, not a lot of criticism of course like the likes of Martial that have actually beat very many critics and their expectations as uh, of course uh, sometime back uh, I think we saw a newspaper, uh, I think it was the Mirror. Mirror, of course, uh, published a story about Marshall being the most, uh, the flop of all, uh, the Manchester United shopping that it had done in the summer, that period. And yeah, regardless, yeah. But we move, yeah. So, um, we're going to be talking local sports and, uh, <coughs> story that actually caught my eye as the allocations of sports finance kick you know the fufa which actually happens to take home 10 billion from the allocated sports budget from the government and the total budget of the sports in uganda is 17.4 billion shillings that implies that it it takes when it, when fufa takes 10 billion there's a balance of 7.4 billion uganda shillings on that financial sports cake this is shared among uh, the national council sports salaries uh the utilities the remaining of the sports federations that includes woodball swimming athletics pool table uh basketball uh all these federations that actually include um there are a number of them that are registered, uh, there's portable, name it. And uh, this is clearly, with the simple arithmetic and mathematics of on our hands, we can clearly see that uh, Fofa takes the largest part and the lion's share of this financial cake from uh, the government. Uh, so this week, uh, we have all heard the story as FIFA the mother body of fufa in uganda as uh, it, it came out to make an uh, appropriation of uh, 500,000 us dollars as a covid relief stimulus for fufa uh this was meant according to the guidelines that was sent with this money uh this for the record fufa issued a statement today that it will actually uh, put this money on to the accounts of the beneficiaries this week or oh, not later than the next two weeks that is by the end of this month that we are in which is August and uh, uh, this money is meant to facilitate the clubs that have actually been not having a very nice financial run in this COVID period which has actually been a hard moment for them. And uh, we can see that, of course, many clubs have actually gone on to cut off workers. And then those except the institutional clubs like KCCA, uh, that's Kampala City Council Authority. Then there's Police FC, there's URA, there's Maroons. Uh, All those are attached to particular institutions that are actually supported by the government. And uh, there's a likeliness of these these clubs having uh, a central budget that is actually coming from the government, but uh, going back to the FUFA issue, FUFA, uh it, 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 the Ministry of Finance releases this money, the seven, the seven, the seven, the seventeen point four billion Uganda shillings in quarters. The financial year is actually divided in quarters. For our for, for 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 the podcast fans out out there, we're gonna be talking. Uh, how FOFA is actually getting a lot of money and actually demanding for more regarding the fact that it takes the greatest share of this financial cake. Uh, Of course, uh, I do talk to some uh, National Council of Sports, Uh, the NCS officials that uh, explain to me this fact that this money never comes as a whole onto their account it is divided into four a a, a, a year a financial year is actually divided into four that is uh, four quarters so they get the money for the first quarter and then it's divided among the the other other federations then fufa gets its share and then uh, this is where the distribution comes in so it means that when foFA takes ten billion, that means that, are, that that's one federation the the rest have seventeen point seven point four billion to share among themselves. These are actually the the remaining fifty sports federations, and the equal distribution of the funds means that each of the remaining federations will therefore be entitled to a total earning sum of eighty eight million. Which should be noted that on the record, that money does not it does not come all at once. So, meaning that these clubs actually have to be very, very, very careful. We have seen incidences whereby the rugby union has actually failed to fund, failed to pay, failed to uh, to, to supplement players with camp fee, with... Uh, allowances for the secretariat officials and these guys actually come out to say that they're doing voluntary work for the reunion and these are cases whereby it will lead to incompetence of of of, of these particular officials um I, i i i for one i i just think that that is ridiculous you know why would one federation that actually has the most eyes yes i know soccer football are like our biggest topic on this on on this podcast is actually about the sport the football and uh basically that that's our major but we still talk about also what goes around around the table of the sports as a whole you know so we go ahead to find out that uh, fufa this week when fifa released this amount it had to put guidelines and the guidelines go that uh, these clubs had to actually get a share of this money equally and it cuts across on all leagues that actually registered under fufa and uh of course among other, other, other local stories the, the, the local big stories that we could have actually gotten this week uh we have had uh, on the market of course uh one of uganda's uh i think his uh his parents uh, are born in uganda and uh it's a ugandan mom and uh um, british dad that is uh carl Anthony ucheko mobiru Signed for Wycombe Wanderers that is in the champion side of the UK and the 24 year old uh, had been playing at Hutz I think for the last three seasons Uh, Hutz which is in the top flight league for Scotland Uh, he had a very good run and uh, he had very I think most of you know him for his crazy celebration after he has put the ball at the back of the net Uh, he's a very very brilliant uh, striker Uh, he has actually mastered the art of um, um uh if i want to give uh, a comparison you know he he's a player that actually has some of the qualities of big rome that's roman Lukaku, uh in inter milan he's a very big structured guy uh he, he's energetic he knows how to push forward and back he he plays nine uh depending on the coach's formation but yeah, we hope to see him on the national team. He has not had any caps so far. But yeah, we wish him all the best here at the Hatrick Podcast. We wish him, uh, wish him a great success, and as he starts his new career at, um, Welcome Be Wanderers, in the championship, and of course, as a Ugandan, I hope to see him, uh, go ahead to play in the premier league backless in the english premier league then uh the mayor, well, we have some transfer news of course uh, Felix okot that has actually agreed a two-year deal with uh, the chetume side these are new guys in the league they have just come that mokono best team um i had my school in mokono my university education and i saw this chetume team uh struggle through having funds and you know it's a hard moment for them. It's a hard moment for being a new entrant in the league, and you actually don't have a home support. Chetum is a team that has actually been having its home games at Nambole for the past UPL season. Uh, it didn't. It started the season well. Uh, I think uh, their first result was a one one nil win against Sports Club Villa, and they actually. Took a very l- long run without uh, getting another three points, except those. But um, as they progressed, they kept on fighting relegation and they managed to survive it at the end of the season. Yeah, and um, <laughs> of course, away from the Uganda Premier League and uh, the local sports stories, we've had the Champions DB on this week and um, Bayern Muniz. I know most Barcelona fans were actually heartbroken midweek as they expected. They didn't expect a total of ten goals in a single legged quarter final game of Barcelona. And um for the record I think this is this will be the first season ever since two thousand five that neither Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo will actually appear a semi-final game of the UEFA Champions League, this is actually another record to show that actually these guys that have actually been at the top of their game are losing it, and it's a new generation, of course, that we have to call in, and we see uh, more youngsters, uh, the likes of Junior Neymar, Kylen Mbappe, the likes of... um, uh, Alfonso Davis, you know speaking about Alfonso Davis, uh about this band game, um uh, uh reading a story somewhere on the net and it's uh it, it caught my eye, you know. Um uh, I had uh he, he the 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 Champions did uh final games are actually taking place in Lisbon in Portugal. So they were all getting out of the bus and the dad of this Canadian refugee, you know, some of you don't know the story of uh, Alfonso Davis. He has actually uh managed to uh, leave his home country as a refugee to Canada and then he started his soccer career in an academy where he was actually later spotted by the Bayern scouts. And here we go, he's in the Champions League final. Champions League semi-final that's a very very big achievement for this Canadian boy very hard to, for us to see uh, Canadian players on such big levels because Canada of course is not known for playing uh, very good soccer like this guy no wonder he actually has African roots but then back to the story of course this guy Afonso Davis got a call from the dad and the dad was actually telling him how how it feels and asking him how it feels for you to be going to play with your role model. That was, quote, that was Lionel Messi um, in the next few minutes the, with a lot of excitement he replies that you know dad I've made it just be tuned into the game let's see what happens and wish you all the best. It was one I, one ear-catching moment for me and uh, I'm glad he actually very had a good game. <clears throat> it was a very good game for Alphonse Davis and um being on the wing of Nelson Semedo, the Portuguese had a very, very bad, bad quarterfinal this time round, And I didn't expect a lot from Barcelona, but I also didn't expect it to lose with that margin. 8-2 is actually a very, 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 very big, big, big margin of goals. Um, that's how when Muller came out to uh make a statement in the press that you know we having uh robert lewandowski that's that, that that's uh, me makes him uh he he made a sarcastic comment that by all means they were hard to win by the presence of robert lewandowski who is actually on his top form and i personally voted for Uh, lewandowski uh to have taken the balloon though if it wasn't cancelled due to the coronavirus pandemic as we move on to of course the next story is uh, <laughs> i looked into messi's performance uh past messi's age past his 27 miss is a guy that uh, if you're not in possession of the ball count yourselves to be 10 on your team because the guy is going to be walking around the pitch he's not going to chase like the 20 like the 22 year old like the 23 year old Messi. now you'll have to wait for the ball till when you get it and then you'll have an impact for the team of course that's uh on on one side it's very good because he does a lot of magic on the ball and distributed the world's greatest Uh, that's he's my greatest player of all time and because uh, it's the it, it's the generation that i've actually watched and i have no doubt he has actually done a lot of things done a lot of the magic on the ball uh, barcelona owes him a lot you know but this is a guy that actually dumped the towel on his national team a number of times he has actually come out to say you know what i'm retiring oh shit i i, I we can't concede this much i can't go on. uh You know, he has actually taken it to be always a one-handed man. He will do everything by himself, and then he will dump the towel at the last time. And, you know, at six months uh, down the road, he's like, you know what, I'm back to the team. And, wow, that is actually a very, very good character of him as a player. But me as a fan, nah, it's not the thing that I actually look out for, uh, a very world-class player like him to always uh, want to threaten to make a move and you know already the speculations are out of him being linked to peps manchester city and because of what's going on at barcelona and of course uh, still about the champions league uh olympic leon olympic Lyon that surprised everyone while i was watching this uh barcelona and bayern game i was so sure bayern is facing manchester city and uh being so sure that manchester city would be able to eliminate uh olympic Lyon and these guys actually shocked me they made it seem so so hard for manchester city Manchester City also made it seem so hard for themselves to eliminate the team as uh, Raheem Sterling made a very career-defining miss for himself. Previously, we have seen this. I saw this personally and uh, was watching uh, the Wolves against Manchester City. Man- Manchester City's forward Raheem Sterling makes the same mistake and he goes to the press. Guess what Pep said? Pep says, you know what? I never forgive such mistakes of losing scoring opportunity like that i never forgive that and when i see raheem missing this opportunity i was so sure what's going on in pep's mind as he never forgives such mistakes that of missing uh very 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 open open chances to score and that was actually going to be a very crucial goal for manchester city as they actually needed to draw and then push on for the time buy more time as olympic leon actually seemed so exhausted and buying out time to seem like you know what it's time for us and we are pushing hard we're going hard till the last minute after all we're in the lead you know uh we saw very many players uh kevin coming up in the post game press conference and he's saying you know what it's, it's it's another time same old things as actually being knocked out in the same period of the semi-finals, which uh seemingly last year they were knocked out by, uh Tottenham Hospers Pochettino, to face Liverpool at the final when Liverpool actually managed to take that trophy. So it was a very very bad moment for, Pep Guardiola. I I I, I believe. Pep is uh an equivalent of jose Mourinho because uh it's 10 years now none of them is actually taking the champions League. you know i don't see any potential um, uh, a difference in potential between pep gardiola and jose Mourinho because uh statistically both of them have actually lacked the trophy with um, uh, in within a space of 10 years i i, I would totally agree if any any fan, any pundit, any analyst of the sport would tell me that, you know what, these this guys still go to head-to-head head, to head on who is a better manager. That's a, a, an argument I think we shall have some other day, you know. Yeah, for, so Europa League just so have managed to have happened this week. Manchester United getting out, as I actually told you about it. Manchester United uh, being smacked out by sevilla these guys have actually mastered uh the art of the europa league it doesn't matter how many goals have scored because they are the most scoring team in the europa league they have done so good whenever at this stage i was i came into this game so sure manchester United has actually a very nice squad uh the winning rhythm is there Sevilla had actually had a very nice struggle. I I could call it a very nice struggle depending on the side that I was actually supporting. I was I'm a Manchester United fan. Sevilla struggled to go past wolves, wolves that had actually had fatigue from the Premier League. Uh as we can recall, La Liga stopped um the La Liga stopped uh three weeks or two weeks before uh the resume of the European trophies. So, these Sevilla players actually had a lot of time to rest. I was seeing, I follow some of them on Instagram, and they were actually on holiday for like a few days before resuming training. And these guys actually had a lot of time to prepare for these quarterfinal games. So, definitely, that was actually a very, very big plus for them. And so, this week, either Sevilla or Inter Milan... Will be declared, Europa League champions. Uh, my prediction on this. Uh, I think Inter Milan is my team on this. Uh, Inter Milan is going to be taking this trophy because um, they have very hungry players. They they want. They're very expensive. Uh, on paper, uh, very big names on this. Uh, very hard working as a team. They have a lot to work for is um players are actually old and they want, some of them are likely not to return next season we don't know about uh Ciro Immobile's future we don't know about uh, Big Rome's future but then yeah, my prediction goes to Inter Milan to be able to be the champions of Europa on the other side of Premier of, uh, Champions League I think uh, the PSG Uh, this game actually happened this night as uh, PSG managed to eliminate Arabi Leipzig to set history right. PSG has made uh, a first final appearance in the Champions League after eliminating Arabi Leipzig's defensive side. Um, I like the style of play. the 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 Leipzig side has actually redefined speed football. uh they've played very good. They've had a very nice run, and Taylor Adams, one of my best players on that squad, very fresh, very very tactical and uh, very clinical player in that midfield but uh, it didn't help them so much as McQuinnis found the back of the net in the very first uh, close to the mid first half yeah and towards uh, the end of first half the PSD managed to get a goal through uh, Di Maria Angel and they came back and Kylian Mbappe finished the cross you know that's a very, very wonderful header on the strike there so as we wait for a Champions League final, uh, PSG has actually set a foot already. In fact, both feet in the Lisbon final as they will be waiting for their opponent who will be decided between Bayern Munich and Olympique Lyon. This is actually um a very, very tricky fixture because olympic rion has a lot to fight for and comes in this game so confident having beaten uh, barcelona eight goals with no breath uh because suarez having had the only barcelona goal and an own goal from alba that was a very wonderful goal i think arguably one of my best own goals that i've actually seen to this age but as we wait for the Champions League final this week at 10 p.m. Oh, that's local time here in Uganda i i believe Bayern Munich is on a very 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 nice run and i strongly believe they're going to be able to take on this trophy comfortably from a from PSG that is actually already on the final That's my opinion Uh, and uh, of course I would want to see uh, many of your opinions uh, and a lot of feedback on our social channels.